1: This is the show that connects the dots of confusion delivered by conflicting media reports. We connect the dots so you know the actions you can take, how your family, your business can benefit from current events. Most of all, thank you for joining me within every market. There are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message and I will be delivering it every day. We have a very focused show. We only chat about items that affect our roof over your head, your bank account and anything I feel would benefit you. And let me remind you, if you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the Consumer Advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or Just remember, that's the number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. There are some operators standing by, but uh, I'm the one that takes most of the first calls for you but I can't do that, obviously, while we are broadcasting. Quiet, numbskulls.
0: I'm broadcasting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just said that, guys. I don't know. It's. I do have a great team, though, when it comes to developing a financing plan. I plan to save you money. I personally work with you. Even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference. 800-306-1990. 0800-306-1990. And... Uh... Are we celebrating today? It's a a beautiful day right here in Southern California. And if you watch Ron Siegel Radio, listen to Ron Siegel Radio, you know that I like to celebrate. There's always something good, cool, fun that we can be celebrating. So today, let's see if I can find find our stash of celebrations. Uh, Let's see. Oysters Rockefeller Day today? Okay. Save the Eagles Day? Are they talking about the band? I I don't know if they're talking about, it might be talking about the band, right? Clean off your desk day. Uh, If you saw my desk, you'd know that that is not going to happen. Bittersweet Chocolate Day. Now, I'm a fan of chocolate of almost any sort. Bittersweet chocolate, dark chocolate. The only time I really like dark chocolate is if I've got a good glass of Zinfandel right in front of me. Now, for those of you that are like me, about 10 years ago, I thought Zinfandel was that pink stuff. I found out that's not Zinfandel. That's white Zinfandel, and it was created as a mistake. I, I don't mean that facetiously. They left the skins on some grapes and came out with white Zinfandel is the way I understand it. Zinfandel is a red wine, and one of my favorites. I'm just going to throw that out there. So the bittersweet chocolate with the Zinfandel that makes uh, a good a good start for us. Uh, I like that concept. So bittersweet chocolate day. We we always have to have something uh, edible to celebrate. It's, I mean, obviously, if you're watching us on RonCigoRadio any of our socials, or the ABC News and Talk AM 1490 kmet video feed you know that i'm a i'm a little bit oversized so i just throw that out there so that, that's uh chocolate any kind any place yeah take a look at what's going on in the markets today where where i know it's been a, a pretty tough day in the market so let's uh take a look see where we are now the dow jones industrial average down 475 points s&p 500 down 74 nasdaq down 304 oils dropped fascinating it's down 53 cents a barrel it was up over 80 dollars a barrel last week uh now it's at 78.42 a barrel so that's a little bit of a benefit right there on the oil pricing now do you think that's had any benefit for our gasoline prices let's take a look i don't know if we want to but we're going to anyway let's see uh well let's start with lori okay 303 a gallon we get the bad news out of the way because she's in louisiana our tremendous underwriter we can go over to josh he's at 382 a gallon and not bad because right here in california we're at four dollars 66 cents a gallon Ow! Look at that about 25% of that goes to taxes. Oil producing state of Hawaii 431 national average $3.30 a gallon. 330 a gallon. Think about this, last year same day 231 a gallon. Uh, big part of the news. So after we were off the broadcast last week is when we started seeing what the what was going to be said about the, my opinion, the Democrat Lynch party, that would be called the January 6th committee, all the Democrats getting together and the Republicans that identify as Democrats. I think that's what Liz Cheney would be, right? Wouldn't she be considered a Republican that identifies as a Democrat, right? She's not a Democrat a Republican that identifies as a Republican, that's for sure. But I, I, you know, I listened to some of the news on this and I still haven't heard other than here and one other source. Nobody's talking about the idea that President Trump, the day before his big event, his big speech on January 6th, authorized ten to 20,000 National Guard troops. And for some reason, Mrs. Pelosi didn't want them. The mayor of Washington didn't want them. And Mrs. Pelosi will not release her correspondence with the sergeant at arms of the who also would be responsible for calling those. Now, there was, out of the 700,000 people that they estimate went to Washington for the president's speech, 2,000 of those, less than 1%, peeled off and went to the Capitol. Of that 2,000, I think 81 of them have got criminal convictions. Do you think if there was 10,000 National Guard troops protecting the Capitol... Those 10,000 peaceful protesters, mostly peaceful, I think the term that the Democrats used in Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, was peaceful protests. So do you think most of those peaceful protesters would have done anything had Mrs. Pelosi allowed the 10 or asked for, which is the protocol, the president authorizes, the Department of uh, Army overseas. But they can they don't do anything until they're requested by you know either a governor a mayor or in this case the one that runs the capital which is Mrs Pelosi. You think if those ten thousand National Guard troops were there, the two thousand protesters would have done anything? Nobody's talking about that part. Where's Liz Cheney on this one? Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, <laughs>
0: Nothing like a little air superiority.
1: I think what's going to happen to Liz Cheney is she'll be unemployed come this time next year. I hope so. I hope the people of of Wyoming are wise enough. Uh, interest rates going up, so that's a big issue right now. That's why the Nasdaq is going down. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. Got a lot of a lot on our on our plate to chat with you today. Sometimes it's good that I do the broadcast myself, just because. Sometimes it's best that way. So we've got our 2022 forecast. Uh, We're going to go over that one. Josh will put it into our workshop section, which we've got a new link, rsrworkshops.com, rsrworkshops.com. So you can go in there and take a look at any of the workshops that we've done. I think we've got last week's 20% down, why you don't need 20% down. Not sure if that's in the workshop folder yet or not, but it will be, rsrworkshops.com. So we're going to get our 2022 forecast. Some of it's already coming to pass. We're going to talk about real estate professionals or experts at keeping you safe. We'll talk about that. How sinking funds could help you manage expenses. Student loan servicers may change. Here's what it means to you. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990. Or com Facebook.com forward slash... Ron Siegel Radio, and if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel One on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Ron Siegel Radio, your
2: home and mortgage connection.
0: Are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday? Build bigger savings, invest in opportunities, visit rsrnodebt.com. Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less, all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now? Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis, rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes, rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com, rsrnodebt.com. That's RonIsMyLender.com, licensed under NMLS 217037, Equal Housing Lender.
2: You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert, Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron.
1: Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio or any time at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, the Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next home loan, Geneva is the best. All you got to do is call Nikki over at Geneva, 800-306-1990, 800 306 1990. Nikki is standing by to help you with any of your home loan needs. Let's see if I can find my data right here. I know I've got it. I'm just—it's just, it's just uh, coming up slowly. Aha! Uh-huh, there we go. Dow Jones now down 453 points. Nasdaq down 313 points. Let's take a look at those though, because the Dow is down 1.25 percent. The Nasdaq is down 2.1 percent. Let's take a look. The uh, let's where are we at here? The S and P five hundred is down and spinning seventy one point one nine. Ten year Treasury is at what one seventy eight ninety. The mortgage backed securities down twenty two basis points. Twenty two basis points. Ow. Yeah, that's painful. So we've been down almost hundred basis points in the last few days. Which means interest rates are going up. Now I'm going to remind you because we talk about this all the time. If it's best for you to and your family to restructure your home loans, do it. Don't worry about what the lo- what the rates were yesterday. You can't get those rates anymore. You only can get what's available today or in the future. I wish that I could go back and buy Amazon. At $100 a share, right? It would be great to buy Amazon at $100 a share. I'd buy, I'd mortgage my neighbor's house to buy Amazon at $100 a share. I can't do it. The only thing that I can do with Amazon, if I wanted to, is pay $3,153 per share, down $97 as I speak. But I can't go into the past. I can't buy it. All those years that Amazon was losing boatloads of money. When they first got set up, I can't go back. All you can do is look at where you are today, where the market is today, and see if that's what makes sense for you and your family. Now, I can tell you this going forward. Fed Richmond President Tom Barkin said that he'd be on board with a March rate hike after Daly and Bullard implied the same last week. Fed's looking to remove accommodation faster in light of Rising inflation, and we're going to get some inflation numbers later this week, and they're going to be ugly. The last reading showed inflation at 6.8%, core inflation, which takes out food and energy 4.9%, expectations for these figures to continue to rise to 7.1% and 54 respectively. Extremely hot. And we're going to talk more about that when we talk about the forecast, the 2022 forecast, of what we think's going on in home and real estate, uh, we've got that forecast. That PowerPoint uh, note to Josh. The PowerPoint is in the in the twenty ten in today's folder for the show. Is where I've uh, it should be in there. Let me let me just twenty twenty two forecast. Aha! You know what? You know What the problem is here is when you've got the show host trying to get data out there and the show host doesn't give the producers the right information so we can, we sometimes get a little bogged down so while i'm going to start talking while that gets over to josh so he can pull that in for us if you're watching us on ronc radio dot uh, especially now that i've gotten them over to josh <laughs> uh, i throw, throw Josh's these curveballs all the time but here's the forecast, what we're looking at. Let's take a look at what we talked about last year, where they are. So last year, we expected rates to rise beginning of the year and recover into the fall. Uh, actually, rates did rise sharply through March as anticipated, but recovered a bit earlier than we expected, gaining back most of the losses by summer. Housing, strong demand, tight supply. would push home prices up by high single-digit percentage. Actually, there was... Strong demand and tight supply. But COVID caused supply chain distributions and labor shortages, which pushed real estate values even higher than what we thought they might do. Dynamics of 2022, the Fed will play a major role this year. Tapering rate hike, tapering rate hikes, balance sheet runoff. We've talked about all of those things. Balance sheet runoff is where the Federal Reserve, when you have Federal Reserve, has a loan on their books, and that would be the mortgage-backed securities or the ten-year treasuries, and those are paid off. Somebody refinances, somebody sells, uh, pays off a loan, cashes in a ten-year bond. Well, if the Federal Reserve has that on their books and they don't reinvest the funds, that's called balance sheet runoff. This can impact the equity markets, drive interest rates, impact housing as well as jobs some fed voting members rotate each year so 2022 composition will be less accommodative than 2021 we're already seeing that where some of them are saying hey let's get rid of the buying of bonds and let's let's start raising rates fighting inflation will be the fed's main focus negative stock market reaction could cause the fed to lose resolve we've talked about that before the federal reserve says they're going to raise three times i don't believe them my opinion Why? Because in the past, when we've seen the stock market drop like it's been dropping the last week, Federal Reserve loses their resolve, and they slow down. Even though they shouldn't be, that's what they do. The Fed should have hiked their rates sooner, mistakenly thought inflation was transitory. Really? We told you it wasn't. Surprise,
2: surprise, surprise.
1: Now, I don't have those three letters after my name, PhD. but. I could have told you that, you know, when you, when rates start going up, when you start seeing the cost of goods and services going up, I just heard somebody the other day that said they saw a sign at a McDonald's, $20 to $25 an hour for, to work at McDonald's. I don't know about you. That's probably not what I call my career path. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I don't know. History can help us forecast how the Fed's actions in 2022 will influence the markets. Ah, history time on Ron Siegel Radio. Arthur Burns, 1970, Burns was the Fed chair. He ignored inflation, which was rising rapidly. Insisted inflation would be transitory. Does that sound familiar? Year-over-year inflation ballooned from 7% in 1978 to 14%. 14% by the time he left in 1980. Ow! Burns remained steadfast, and inflation was transient. Higher inflation caused mortgage rates to rise from 12% to 18%. Unfortunately, that's when I started buying my first house. 1980, Paul Volcker fights inflation, hiked federal funds rate from 11% to 20% in two years. Inflation dropped from 14% to below 5%. Because inflation dropped, mortgage rates sharply declined from 18% To twelve percent. Now think about that. They dropped all the way to twelve percent. Millennials, you're at about three to three and a quarter right now. Three and a half. This was good news when it went down to twelve, but there were consequences. The S and P 500 sharply declined by thirty percent during the time. Tighter Tighter monetary policy pushed U.S. into recession in 1982. Ah, sound familiar? I said we're going to go into recession 2023. Alan Greenspan, late 1990s, inflation doubled from 1.7 to 3.5. Higher inflation caused mortgage rates to rise from 7% to 8.5%. Unlike Burns, Greenspan took action mid-1999 and hiked federal funds rate by 1.75%, matching the rise in inflation from 4.75 to 6.5 in a year. Inflation responded and dropped from 3.5 towards 1. Mortgage rates dropped from 8.5 to 5.5, sparking a huge refi boom. But again, there were consequences. The S&P 500 fell by 50% from the spring to the fall of 2000. U.S. entered a recession in 2001. Now, while we're doing this, Josh, can you grab that... that um, Post that we had from last week, I think it was. It showed recession. I think it was on Wednesday's show. I don't know if you can do that while we've got this going. I'm, I'm, I'm really giving it to him today. Today, under Jerome Powell. Okay, so 2021 inflation increased from 1.75 to 7%. Powell thought, quote, unquote, transitory. Higher inflation caused mortgage rates to rise from 2.5% to three percent The Fed is currently tapering their purchase of mortgage bonds and treasuries. Will not hike and reduce purchases at the same time. Done tapering in March. Likely to begin hiking in May. Fed targeting three rate hikes in 2022 and two or three more in 2023. Inflation and interest rates can still rise until the Fed acts. If the Fed can tame inflation, mortgage rates should drop, but maybe from higher levels. So we've talked about that. And since we did come out with this, Yes, indeed, the Federal Reserve has discussed the idea of even starting not in May, but in March, maybe, tapering. So do you see a pattern here? Now, I know a lot of the schools don't like teaching uh, history, but we like looking at history right here. So we've got on the screen again, again, if you're watching us on RonSingerRadio.tv, any of our socials, or the ABC News and Talk AM 1490 video feed, and if you miss any of that, can even give you it to you rsrworkshops.com rsrworkshops.com fed chairman burns and volcker inflation you see that 7 to 14% mortgage rates 12 to 18% fed funds rate 11 to 20% inflation response went from 14% to 5% mortgage rates from 18% to 12% as the consequences s&p 500 down 30% and a recession Burns Volcker, that was Burns Volcker. All in Greenspan, one75 to 3.5% on the inflation. Mortgage rates went from 7 to 8.5%. Fed funds rate went from 475 to 6.5%. Inflation went from 35 to 1%. Mortgage rate response, 85 to 5.5%. Consequences, the S&P 500 down 50% and a recession. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. 1.75 to 7% on the inflation, two and a half to three and three on mortgage rates, Fed fund rates zero to one. What are they going to do in 2022? We'll see. Inflation response should drop if they continue to uh, tighten the monetary supply response. Rate response should decline as inflation declines. Consequences: stock expensive, economy slowing. Will there be a recession? I think 2023. Just told you that. So, wild cards. Here's some of the things we can't control. COVID, yeah, we don't know about that one. Plays a major influence on monetary policy and supply chains. Major surprise in COVID could change outlook dramatically. Additional stimulus may fan flames of inflation. Would push stock prices temporarily higher. Cause mortgage rates to rise further. Make the Fed's job of corralling inflation more difficult. Run off the Fed's balance sheet. First step, Fed to stop purchasing new mortgage bonds. And treasuries. The next step: hiking Fed rates. Fed still buying $70 billion a month in mortgage bonds through reinvestments, keeping rates low even when the Fed stops reinvestments. Mortgage rates could move higher than previously thought. Stock market. Stocks are expensive and price to earnings multiples are high. Rate hikes could cause the PE multiple contraction, resulting in lower stock prices as seen in the past. Forecast, about 10% decline in the major indices in 2022. And you can see all of those different comments right there. I'm not going to read them all for you. Interest rate forecast, anticipate mortgage rates to rise along with inflation during the first part of the year towards 3.75%. Remember, Chapman University in December came out with their forecast 3.9% with Fed action, softer stock market and slowing economic conditions. Interest rates should head lower later in the year. We'll see. Forecast rates rise towards 3.75% in the first half of the year, decline towards 3% in the second half as the Fed hikes rates. Strategically, this sets up for a bias of less upfront fees because of refinance opportunities that are coming ahead. Housing forecast remains strong in 2022, but not as strong as 2021. Thank goodness. Demand may still maybe slightly softer due to a rise in interest rates, but still robust. Supply will increase, but remain tight, tight labor. Supply chain disruptions and semiconductor shortages will all play a major role. Rents will continue to rise. Increases will remain above 5%, pushing many people to see the benefit of buying forecast. Mid to high single-digit appreciation still providing a great wealth creation opportunity. And there's some forecast information for you from your friends at Ron Siegel Radio. Now, before we take a break here, I want you to take a look because I told you about uh, recessions. You need to understand recession does not mean in most instances that we're going to see real estate prices go backwards. Does not, oh, great, Josh, you're great. Look at that. Josh pulled that in there, Justin and nick. You know, that's what happens when you have a great team. And it's all Josh doing this stuff. I just get out here and talk, right? So 1980 recession, real estate went up 6.1%. 1981, real estate up 3.5% in that recession. 1991, real estate dropped 1.9%. Not a big deal during that recession in 1991. In 2001 recession, real estate was up 6.6%. Now, real estate and mortgage finance caused the recession of 2008 and yes, real estate did drop 19.7, but that's one out of five. Right? Think about that. Going all the way back to 1980, that's what 42 years. So just throw that out there for you. Recession does not equal a real estate valuation drop. Might be a little bit, but more often than not, real estate goes up in value. Three and a half is a norm, right? Over long term and most national nationwide. appreciation is the norm. So at 6.1 and 6.6, that's almost double the norm. Think about that. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. When we come back, real estate professionals are experts at keeping you safe when you sell. Your student loan servicer may change. Here's what that means for you. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our offer number, 800-306-1990. 800 306 1990 or Facebook.com forward slash radio And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Ron Segal Radio. Your
2: home and mortgage connection.
1: Are you a renter and tired of making monthly payments, paying off someone else's mortgage? Hey, it's Ron Siegel here to help you stop renting and start owning your dream home with amazing low interest rates.
2: to seven nine five six four
0: are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday build bigger savings invest in opportunities visit rsrnodebt.com debt will destroy 50 percent of americans from being able to retire earlier and with more what if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now. Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis, rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes, rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com, rsrnodebt.com.
1: The real-time real estate segment today being brought to you by the area trusted real estate professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find your dream home before someone else does. You can also visit RSRhomedigest.com. RSRHomedigest.com. Real estate professionals are experts at keeping you safe when you sell. If you're on the fence about when Whether or not you want to sell your house this year, there's good news. For nearly two years, real estate professionals have worked tirelessly to ensure the safety of buyers and sellers during the pandemic. Today, they're a seasoned expert not just in the art of buying and selling homes, but also on how to keep you safe throughout the process. Real estate professionals have learned new technologies plus safety and sanitation measures as new variants emerge Those lessons continue to be key ways agents add value. Real estate advisors stay current on guidance for in-person showings. Agents don't leave your health up to chance. They follow guidance from the Center for Disease Control and the National Association of Realtors to ensure in-person showings are safe. National Association of Realtors maintains industry-specific sources to ensure agents are informed on the latest recommendations and best practices. Guidance from the CDC also equips real estate professionals with the know-how to employ sanitation and disinfectant measures during the health crisis so they're safe for you and your potential buyers. Digital tools can enhance your home sale. In addition, agents also are also well-versed in using technology and digital tools to sell your home efficiently. In their guidance for, for realtors, NAR says, quote, The COVID-19 pandemic is impacting members in unprecedented ways and raises numerous unique and novel issues for the real estate industry, unquote. Real estate advisors have responded by reimagining the tech and tools they use. For instance, serving clients at a distance and limiting exposure to others is more important now than ever. That's because restricting the number of people you need to interact with during the sales process is one of the best ways to keep everyone safe. To accomplish this, agents now use a variety of methods to serve their clients, including virtual open houses, tours, and listing appointments, high-quality photos for websites and social media, e-signature, video conferencing. Bottom line, the health challenges we face today have fundamentally changed the way real estate professionals conduct business for the better. Hey, let's chat today if you're thinking about buying or selling real estate. We chat, give you some ideas, set up a game plan. If you're ready to buy now, so be it. We can put you in touch with great real estate professionals all over the sound of my voice and put you in touch with Nikki at our lending team. She can help you with the financing and you got a game plan. Some people don't realize, especially with the way rents are going up, some people just do not realize that they could buy now. They may already be ready. I know that doesn't sound very normal, but they might already be qualified to get out there and buy a home. Might you need some mortgage insurance? Maybe. Is that the worst thing in the world? Absolutely not. Think about this, the mortgage insurance, give or take, I mean, it'll range from a half a point to really worst case scenarios. I've never seen it more than a point and a half and generally there's alternatives to that but think about this if you're spending an extra half a point to a point say on the mortgage insurance for the year and the property appreciates by 5 6 7% and say you have to do that for 2 years maybe 3 years so you're getting 20% 25% with compounding maybe you're getting 15% if we use the historical numbers, uh, you know, cumulative, more than a little over that. And you're paying 3% to get it. Now that's like saying, how many times do you want $150? I'm going to charge you $300 for it. I'm sorry, 30. Got it backwards. Sorry, right? I'm going to charge you $30, and I'm going to send you $150. Think about that. Make sense? Just throw that out there for you. And we talked about this. I think we did this on Sunday on our broadcast. So some of you might have missed this broadcast about the wave of foreclosures in the housing market. And we talked about the concept that there will not be, in my opinion, a wave of foreclosures. Mortgage forbearance plans were first announced and the pandemic surged through the country in early 2020. Homeowners allowed to pause their mortgage payments. Some just got in ready for it. They didn't do it, but they were ready in case. Some analysts were concerned that once the forbearance program ended, the housing market would experience a wave of foreclosures like what happened after the housing bubble 15 years ago. Here's a look at why that is not the case. Number one, there are fewer homeowners in trouble this time. After that last housing crash, over 9 million households lost their homes to a foreclosure short sale or because they gave it back to the bank. Many believe millions of homeowners would face the same fate again this time. However, today's data shows that most homeowners exited their forbearance plan either fully caught up on payments or with a plan from the bank that restricted their loan in a way that allowed them to start making payments again. Latest data from the Mortgage Bankers Association studies show people that exited the forbearance program from June 2020 to November 2021. Here are the findings. 38.6% left the program, paid in full. 19.9% made their monthly payments during the forbearance period. 11.8% made up all past due payments. 6.9% paid off the loan in full. They might have sold the property, moved somewhere else. 44% negotiated to work out repayment plans. 29% received a loan deferral. 14.1% received a loan modification. 0.8% arranged a different repayment plan. 0.6% sold as a short sale or did a deed in lieu. 16.8% left the program still in trouble and without a loss mitigation plan. Number two, those left in the program can still negotiate a repayment plan. As of last Friday, the total number of mortgages still in forbearance stood at? Eight hundred ninety thousand. Those who remain in forbearance still have the chance to work out a suitable plan with the servicing company that represents their lender. And the servicing companies are under pressure to do just that by both federal and state agencies. Rick Sharga, executive vice president Track, says in a recent tweet, "Quote: The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and state attorneys generals look like they're adopting a quote-unquote zero tolerance approach." To mortgage servicing enforcement, likely that this will limit foreclosure activity for a good part of 2022, while services explore all possible mitigation options. Unquote. For more information, you can take a look at the warning issued by the Attorney General of the State of New York. Number three, most homeowners have more than enough equity to sell their homes. For those who cannot negotiate a solution. And the 16.8% who left the forbearance program without a workout, many will have enough equity to sell their homes and leave the, clo- the closing with cash, cash in hand, instead of facing foreclosures. Due to rapid rising home prices over the last two years, the average homeowner has gained record amounts of equity in their home. As Frank Martel, president CEO of CoreLogic, explains, quote, not only have equity gains helped homeowners more seamlessly transition out of forbearance and avoided distress sale, they've also enabled many to continue building their wealth, unquote. Four, there have been far fewer foreclosures over the last two years. One of the seldom reported benefits of the forbearance program was it allowed households experience financial difficulties prior to the pandemic to enter the program. It gave those homeowners an extra two years to get their finances in order and work out a plan with their lender. That prevented over 400,000 foreclosures that normally would have come to the market had the new forbearance program not been available. Otherwise, the real estate market would have had to absorb those foreclosures. And if you're again, if you're watching us on ronsigalradio.tv, any of our socials, or the ABC News and Talk AM 1490 video feed, you are seeing a chart. That shows 422,360 422, fewer foreclosures over the last two years. Well, again, let's let's make that simple. Those four hundred some thousand people that were in the foreclosure process before the pandemic, that was put on hold for two years while the property continued to appreciate. Now, I know you're paying interest on that whole, that whole time or interest was accumulating, but hey, guess what? The appreciation might have made it so you could sell that property and walk away whole or near whole. Number five, the current market can easily absorb over a million new listings. When foreclosures hit the market in 2008, they added to the oversupply of houses that were already for sale. That resulted in over a nine-month supply of listings and anything over a six-month supply can cause prices to drop depreciate. It's exactly the opposite today. The latest existing home sales report from the National Association of Realtors NAR reveals quote total housing inventory at the end of November amounted to 1.11 million units down 9.8% from October and down 13.3 from one year ago. That would be 1.28 million. Unsold inventory sits at 2.1 month supply. At the current sales pace, it declined from both the prior month and one year ago. Balanced mark would have approximately six months' supply of inventory at 2.1 months. The market is severely understocked. Even if one million homes enter the market, there still will not be enough inventory to meet the current demand. The Bottom line, the end of the forbearance plan will not cause any upheaval in the housing market. Charga puts it best, and I quote, The fact that foreclosure starts declined despite hundreds of thousands of borrowers exiting the cares act mortgage forbearance program over the last few months is very encouraging it suggests that quote forbearance equals foreclosure unquote narrative was not correct and i think ivy zellman said that the likelihood of a forbearance or a foreclosure wave is about zero just throw that out there for you you're listening Toronto Radio, discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial markets. When we come back, let's see what we've got on the schedule for you. Your student loan servicer may change. Talk about what that might mean for you. And how minimalism can help you save time and money. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Off-air number 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio. Only if you miss a part of our broadcast. Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Ron Segal Radio.
2: Your home and mortgage connection.
1: Are you a renter and tired of making monthly payments? Paying off someone else's mortgage? Hey, it's Ron Siegel here to help you stop renting and start owning your dream home with amazing low interest rates. And you could potentially qualify for a $500,000 home for less than $5,000 out of pocket. So stop renting. Start owning with Ron Siegel. Learn more at ronsegelradio.com and start owning today. Licensed under NMLS 217037, Equal Housing Lender.
0: Are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday? Build bigger savings, invest in opportunities, visit rsrnodebt.com. Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less, all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now? Yes, that's correct all without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis, rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes, rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com
1: 3061990 1990 1990 The Your Credit Matters segment today being brought to you by, oh, I don't know. MySoCalender.com. My lender.com my and that was a good guess. I thought that's I thought that was who it was. Uh, Josh is going to be ready to throw something at me. Thank goodness he, he might have a good arm, but not throwing from Vegas all the way to me in, in uh, SoCal. So, uh, but you know something, one thing you learn when you're doing any kind of media, I've learned this a long time ago, never ever uh, tick off the engineers and the producers. They make you look good, and, you know, it takes a lot to make me look good, and they can also <laughs> throw some curveballs at you. Anyway, I digress. Your student loan servicer may change. Here's what it means. Some big changes have happened while federal student loan payments have been paused. Since March 2020, two of the biggest student loan servicers, companies who handle loan billing and payments, are ending their contracts with the U.S. Department of Education. Really? I wonder why they're ending those contracts. Surprise, 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 Maybe it's because for two years, they haven't made any money on them. And if they had to keep their facilities open and their staffing there, how do you think they're paying the bills? Government doesn't think about that. So... Two of the biggest student loans, and you may be impacted if you have a federal student loan serviced by Navient, who's transferring loans to Maximum, or Grant State, whose loans will be handled by Ed Financial. A third servicer, Pennsylvania High Education Assistance Authority, who operates as a federal loan servicing, will transfer loans to other servicers by December 2022. What does this mean for you? In the weeks leading up to the change, you should receive the name and contact information for your new servicer. Make sure you're watching your mail and email so you don't miss the notice. Automated recurring payments set you set up with your old servicer likely won't tr- transfer to the new servicer. They will not. You'll also need to create an online account with a new servicer if you want to check your balance and make payments online. Your current payment plan, including forbearance and 0% interest under the CARES Act, remains in place if you need to request additional forbearance or change your repayment plan after your loan is transferred you'll work with your new servicer and I can tell you we are working at Ron Siegel radio on a a relationship that may be able to help you get out of that programs and hand, find find the sources for benefiting you on on reducing your student loan payments So make sure you download copies of your previous loan statements so you have a record of your balance, interest rate, and payment history. Over the years, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau has received thousands of consumer complaints about receiving bad loan information from loan servicers. Having your own records gives you a chance to verify the account details you get from your new servicer. It's worth checking your credit report for a few months after the switch to verify that your loans are reporting correctly. Errors with your loan reporting can impact your FICO score and your ability to get approved for loans and other credit-based products. Dispute any inaccuracies with the credit bureaus or directly with the loan servicer. Scams often increase around major changes like this, trying to trick people into sending money or giving up personal information. Be wary of scams related to student loan forgiveness, consolidation, or even interest rates. Expect to receive your first billing statement from your new servicer. A few weeks after the forbearance ends, log into your federal student aid account at studentaid.gov. If your servicer was Navy or Granite State and don't receive details about your new servicer, that's the Your Credit Matters segment brought to you by mysocallender.com. I'm going to share with you a personal story because I think we've only got, uh, well, I guess we got a little bit of time left. So over the weekend, I got a message from the sub, the these, it looked like it was coming from Facebook, and it said that they were going to shut down my Facebook page because of uh, policy violations. And I scratched my head a little bit, and I, I know that we sometimes speak about things that Facebook doesn't like, not that they're wrong that the stuff I'm telling you, but Facebook doesn't like it. That's all that they need. They care about and yes we have been in facebook jail from time to time but i went and filled out started filling out this form that i got because it looked looked fairly accurate and it asked me for my name and asked for my email address and i put that in there and it asked me for um i don't know a couple pieces of info on the name of my facebook page And i said that now i start wondering because if i've got a violation shouldn't they already know the facebook page name and then I hit continue, and it asks for my password. Well, right there, we know. We know exactly. Anytime these places ask for your password, it's a scam. So I looked closer, because when I looked the first time, I looked at the domain name, and I thought it said it was coming from, that's go, where you go into the email, look up under sender, and if it just said Facebook is on what it said on mine, but then you look further and you look for who's the domain name. Uh and that was the telltale sign that it was a scam. And I just hit the button that says that this is this is a spam or junk or whatever. But be careful of those things. Anytime something asks for your, your password, the key is Facebook knows your password, they don't they don't store it, it's encrypted. Maybe they do store it, but I mean, it's encrypted in such a way they're not going to ask for it. Your bank doesn't ask for it if they call you. They might ask you for details if they telephone you. And even then, I'm not sure I'd give it to them. I'd want to call back and make sure it really is who it says it is or double check the phone number. But the bottom line is, do your due diligence and be on guard at all times. If they ask for a password, if they ask for your social security number... um, I don't know what some of the others are that they might ask for, but those are the two biggies that say go and look further at who it is that's asking you for the data that you're giving. Be really, really careful on all that stuff. Just throw that out there for you so you have the information. Uh, I think we went over on our our workshops. I think I'm going to have to save the other stories for you for tomorrow and later in the week. But as always I thank you for your time, thank you for listening to us and ask you set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors, a big thanks to Josh and Sean for Engineering us today and of course a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Segal Radio. Again if you have any questions or me to meet any of our guests, call me anytime 800-306-1990. or com, And remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Radio.